0: Now it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. Then the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last Very early in the morning, they came to the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living amongst the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Yeah.
1: Sting living color Say so I see the Jesus away and I'm walking in the light. You have so sick without hope, no place to begin. Your love made a way, let mercy come chains, I'm a prisoner
0: the dead we have new life in him hey it's resurrection sunday we are so glad you joined us today and i'm just encouraging you today to let your house become god's house right there where you are let's just lift our hearts to god like me just lift your hands to heaven let's just thank god for his goodness and the life that we have today because of jesus would you join me right now father we honor you today we glorify you we thank you so much for this special day we celebrate the resurrection of our lord and savior jesus christ but we also celebrate because we have the life of god in us we have brand new life in christ Because He lives, we live also. Father, thank You for Your grace. Thank You for Your love. Thank You for Your power. All that You're doing in our lives, we give You thanks, glory for all of it today. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Hey, happy Resurrection Sunday. I'm so glad you've joined us for online Easter services here at The Bridge. You know, normally when we all gather together in this building... We turn around and shake hands and greet each other. And of course, we can't do that today, but you might want to turn around and just hug a family member and say, Happy Easter. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Let's watch church news together today.
2: Hey, Bridge family. We're so glad that you're joining us today for Easter Sunday online. Before we get into the message, we want to keep you up to date with what's happening in church life. Just because we can't meet in one location does not mean that we can't stay connected. Here's a look at what's going on over the next few days at The Bridge. Make your plans to jump online and be with us.
3: Our community care program has continued to distribute food during this unprecedented season. Over the last six weeks, we've served 300 different families, representing 950 total people. During that span, we've seen 44 new families come to receive, with 39 of those families coming in the last four weeks alone. When our community faces a great need, we as a church have an even greater opportunity. That's why this week, we are having a drive-through food drive here at The Bridge. If you'd like to participate, it's happening on Wednesday morning from 10 a.m. to noon. Just drive to the back of the church building with non-perishable food items or frozen and refrigerated meats that you have purchased. We will be there to receive them without you having to leave your vehicle. This season is a great opportunity to show the love of Christ to our community, and we hope you'll get involved. Again, the Food Drive is happening this Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon with non-perishable foods, as well as frozen and refrigerated meats. Thanks so much for your generosity, church. We're so grateful for you.
0: Chosen Kids Day Camp is searching for children kindergarten to fifth grade to join us for an awesome adventure filled with water slides, interactive inflatables, Bible devotions, games, crafts, music, and some fun in the sun. Together, we will discover through the story of Esther that God is always working, even when we can't see him, for the good of those who follow after him. The early bird rate of $60 ends Sunday, May 24th. Don't let your kids miss out. Sign up today at TheBridgeChurch.tv
4: Right now, your kids can join our Bridge Kids online service. Just go to our website, TheBridgeChurch.tv kids. There, your kids can watch this week's online service, plus check out the downloadable activities designed just for them. They can also find it by visiting the Bridge Kids Facebook page. We love your kids and want them to stay connected with God and their church family.
5: Hey, ladies, Bridge Women is happening this Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. online. Tune in a bit early to chat with other women before the live stream begins. We want to stay connected with you. Also, be sure to follow Bridge Women on Instagram and Facebook because we have devotions, demos, and all kinds of things happening to keep us connected throughout the week. We love you, and we are praying for you.
3: Hey, what's up, Bridge Youth? In this season, we want to continue to connect with each other and to connect with God. So Wednesday nights, 7 p.m., we've been doing our Bridge Youth live stream. There's been games, messages, worship, and a ton of engagement. It's been so much fun. So hop on our YouTube channel to tune in for those. Also, to stay updated on everything, make sure to follow us on our social media platforms. Our handle is at BridgeYTH underscore. There's been a bunch of stuff we've been doing on there, literally daily engagement. So hop on there. Don't miss out. Bridge Youth, we love you and we miss you so much.
2: If you want to stay connected and informed, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is the easiest way to stay up to date on what's happening as well as see our devotionals throughout the week. You can also stay informed by downloading the Bridge app. Just text the keywords, the Bridge Church app to 77977. For more general info, log on to our website, thebridgechurch.tv. If you're joining us for the first time and want to find out more about the church and how to get connected, just click on the tab that says Connect right there on the page you're streaming from. You can also click on the Connect tab on our website or the Bridge app. There you'll find a digital Connect card where we can help you get plugged in. Just take a moment to fill it out and we'll be happy to connect with you. Thanks again for joining us today. It's time to get into God's Word. Here's Pastor Zach with a very special Easter message.
4: Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Resurrection Sunday. We are so, so thrilled to get to spend Easter Sunday with you and your family right there in your homes. And I just want to say one more time welcome, especially if you're a guest. If you're joining us here online at the bridge for the very first time, we're so, so glad that you're with us today. I know so much of our Bridge family you are watching from home today. And honestly, this has been a different Easter. It's different than anything we've ever experienced really in our lifetimes. But the one thing I am reminded of today is that the cross in the empty tomb, they will never lose their power. They are as strong as they have ever been. And we have reason to be hopeful and faith-filled today on Easter Sunday. So thank you so much for joining in and tuning in today. We're glad we get to spend this day with you. You know, over the course of this weekend, we as a church family, we've been considering two things, the weight of the cross. And today we're going to talk about the wonder of the resurrection. I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful that Jesus is alive. That's what we celebrate today in our homes and wherever you might be tuning in from. And over the course of this weekend, if you and your family have been with us, you know, we started on Good Friday, on Friday night, considering the weight of the cross and the price that Jesus paid for our redemption, for our salvation. And you know, as I stop and I think about what Jesus did, I have to be really honest with you. When we got to the end of Friday night, I kind of finished off the service with a somber tone and a somber sense in my heart of the price that Jesus paid. When I thought about the brutal, ugly scene that the cross was, I stopped and I had to realize that, wow, Jesus paid such a heavy price for my redemption and for my salvation. I don't know about you, but I hope that as we considered the cross on Friday night, that it hit you the same way. I hope that there was a heaviness and a weightiness to what Jesus did. Because as I consider the weight of the cross, I understand that if I don't know the weight of the cross, I can't fully comprehend the wonder of Jesus' glorious resurrection. I want to just stop for a moment before we talk about the wonder of the resurrection today. And I want to encourage you to put yourself in the shoes of the followers of Jesus as they watch Jesus go to the cross and die. I know that for Jesus' followers, all of them, they would have seen this man that they followed, that they put their faith in, that they believed to be the Son of God, the Messiah, the one who would come and redeem and save His people. As they watched that man live an amazing life, go to the cross and die. Can you imagine the sadness? Can you imagine the mourning? Can you imagine the heaviness that they lived with for three days when they saw Jesus die? I say all that to you because, again, it's so important that we understand. We cannot comprehend the wonder of the resurrection unless we understand the weight of the cross. And I hope that over these last three days, you've been able to consider the weight of the cross because the weight of the cross helps us to know the wonder of what happened next. And I want to read one of the gospel accounts of the resurrection of Jesus as found in Luke chapter 24. This is what it says, Luke's writings. It says in verse 1, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they, this is speaking of a group of women, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. Now I want you to notice that they had come to put spices near the body, the dead decaying body Of Jesus. That word for spices there in the Hebrew is literally the word aroma. It would have been coming to compete with the stench of death that they expected to come out of that tomb when they came that day. And of course, this signified that these women and the followers of Jesus had accepted that death was the result of Jesus' life. When these people showed up at the tomb that day, death is what they had accepted. Death is what they had experienced, but they didn't know what it was that they were in for when they arrived at the tomb that day. Let's read on. It says in verse 2, But they found that the stone was rolled away from the tomb. Now here in Luke's account, it doesn't tell us exactly how that happened, but we know from the Matthew 28 account, Matthew says that there was an earthquake that happened, and an angel descended, and it was that angel that rolled that stone away. And all four accounts say that these women came, and they discovered that the tomb was empty And that the stone was rolled away. Read on in verse 3. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Now again, considering what they had gone through and seeing Jesus die, stop and consider for a moment the shock that they would have experienced. They've already seen the Messiah, who they believe to be the Messiah, die on the cross. They know that he's been dead now for at least a couple of days. And when they show up and find out that his body is not in the tomb, This would have been devastating to them because at this point, they would have been thinking somebody has come and they've tampered with the body of our Lord. How much worse can this pain get? How much worse can this mourning get? We've already been through enough, but now we've come to bring spices and aromas to compete with that stench of death. And we find that the body of our Savior isn't even there. Imagine the shock and the horror they would have been experiencing, wondering what happened. How could the situation get any worse? But now look at verse four, and it happened. As they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Of course, we understand that this was a supernatural encounter with angelic beings. It says in verse 5, Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? I want you to stop and think about that question for just a moment, because we're going to come back to that later on in the service. Why do you seek the living Among the dead. He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful man and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered Jesus' words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. I said it before a couple of times and I want to say it one more time so that we understand. We cannot comprehend the wonder of the resurrection unless we understand the weight of the cross. These women came mourning, thinking that life had totally changed and that life was hopeless, only to discover that God had a surprise for them and the wonder of the resurrection unfolds here in Luke's account. You know, I wanna just stop for a moment and help us understand the weight of what happened there and the wonder of that resurrection. Because when Jesus died and went to the cross, scripture tells us that he took the sin of the world on his shoulders. He took my sin and your sin up on his back. And when God looked down and saw Jesus on the cross, the beauty of the resurrection is that it was as if God looked down and said, now that is a sacrifice that I can accept. No longer do you owe me debt for your sins. I take my big stamp of approval and I stamp it on this sacrifice. And I say that this price, this offering has been accepted. Now you can go free and watch what I'm gonna do. And God raised Jesus from the dead, offering new life. To us. What a wonderful and wondrous event that was. This is really the foundation of our faith, what God did in raising Jesus from the dead. These women were surprised, but it's interesting when you look back at the life of Jesus, the things that Jesus promised, we almost shouldn't be surprised to know that this happened because Jesus was a man of many wonders. He lived a wondrous or a wonderful life. I mean, if you think about the details in every aspect of of Jesus' life, what we know is that Jesus was supernaturally conceived by the Spirit of God. He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless, spotless life. A natural man couldn't do that, but because he was supernaturally empowered, he was God incarnate, he could live a sinless, spotless life. In the middle of that life, he performed many signs, miracles, and wonders that pointed to who he was, divine, God incarnate coming to earth. He spoke of the kingdom of God, a a kingdom of which we did not know until he came to tell us about it. And then, of course, he goes to the cross and he dies a death that he didn't deserve, but we did deserve for our sin. And yet he chose to go through with it to pay that price on our behalf. And then finally, the most wondrous act of all, God raised him from the dead. A wonderful and wondrous life that Jesus lived You know, it's interesting because 700 years before Jesus was ever born and walked the face of this earth, it was the prophet Isaiah that talked about the Messiah who would one day come. this is a passage of scripture that we read all the time on Christmas and on Easter alike. It's found in Isaiah chapter 9. It simply says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. When we see that word wonderful there in this scripture, this is a Hebrew word that's used 13 times in the Old Testament. 12 of those times it's used as an adjective to describe something else. But in this specific occasion, the word wonderful is a noun where it is the name of God. He shall come and his name will be Wonderful! He will be filled with wonder, miraculous wonder, as of the divine, as of born, as of him who was born of God. It was a name that was given to Jesus. We shouldn't at all have been surprised that it was God's plan all along that once Jesus died, he would be raised from the dead. When we consider the wonder of the resurrection, we understand that it makes so many things available to us in our life. It's not just a story that's old and gone in a history book and a religion that lived years ago and that people might still practice today. No, the wonder of the resurrection is that God gives life to us and there are benefits that we can experience in our life now, today. You know, I've heard it said that truth is like a diamond. It has many facets. The longer you stare at it, the more angles that you discover. I think the same can be said about the resurrection of Jesus. The longer we stare at it, the longer we ponder it, the more truth we discover. In the time that we have remaining today, I want to talk to you about a few of the wonders of the resurrection of Jesus and what it is that the resurrection of Jesus makes available to us today. So here's the first thought. Number one, the wonder of the resurrection is that life can spring forth from death. That life can spring forth from death. What an amazing thought. You know, we as human beings, we understand how life is created as humans. We see this in the animal kingdom, in plant life. We understand that life and life can procreate to also create new life. But when we look at the story of Jesus' death and his glorious resurrection, his wondrous resurrection, we understand that because of God's supernatural power, life can spring forth from death. What a concept that is. What an amazing thought it is. Think of it this way. When Jesus died on the cross, our old life died with Jesus. Then when he was raised to life, we were given an opportunity to have new life with a new hope and a new future. I love this thought because later on in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, one of the most influential Christ followers who ever lived, he wrote these amazing words in Romans chapter 6. It says in verse 8, Now if we died with Christ... We believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, he dies no more. Look at this. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, I love this, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now, where do we come in? Verse 11. Likewise, you also, talking to us, we also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This means that because of Christ's death, my past is dead. My sins are dead. My failures are dead. My disappointments are dead. My regrets are dead. My old life is dead. But the wonder of the resurrection is that out of that death, I've been given new life. I've been given new hope and I've been given a new future. And only God can cause life to spring forth from death. And I want to say it one more time. The wonder of the resurrection is that new life can spring forth from death. Something that only God can do. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful that God gave me new life because of Christ's death. And then his resurrection as well. I want to give you another thought to think about when it comes to the wonder of the resurrection. Number two, the wonder of the resurrection is that the message of new life is available to everyone. I want to say this one more time and let this sink in because we're going to go a little bit deeper here. The message of new life is available to everyone. Now, I want to take a moment and I want to point out something to you that maybe you've never considered before. I want to show you something that is really, really interesting in the scripture and it really hit me over the last couple of weeks as I was preparing this message. If you go back one chapter in this passage that we've just read that tells about the resurrection of Jesus, we've been reading from Luke 24. But at the end of Luke 23, we see something very interesting happen. It says in Luke 23 in verse 55, And the women who had come with him, talking about Jesus, from Galilee, they followed after and they observed the tomb and his body was laid. So that's saying that these women had come and seen Jesus die. And then after his death, they saw where his body was laid in the tomb. They witnessed it with their own eyes. then verse 56, then they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oils and they rested on the Sabbath according to... To the commandment. Now, that talks about what happened before they went back to the tomb. Now, let's go back to what we just read again in Luke chapter 24. Look at verse 1. Now, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they, talking about those women and certain other women with them, came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. Now, then we know what happens next. They discovered that the stone's been rolled away and that the tomb is empty. Now, look down at verse 9. Then they returned from the tomb. And what did they do? They told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. When it talks about the eleven there, it's talking about the disciples minus Judas, the twelve minus one, the eleven, and to all the rest. Then finally, verse 10, it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. Now, here's what I want to point out to you. It was women who saw Jesus' body in the tomb. They witnessed it. Scripture records that it was women that saw him laid there. It was women who discovered the empty tomb of Jesus first. It was women who were entrusted with taking that message of what they had discovered to the disciples and to everybody else. Now, here's what we have to see. In Jesus' day, women were second-class citizens, They had a prominent role in their homes as mothers and as homemakers, but in society, they were almost voiceless. In fact, we see examples in scripture we see most specifically when Jesus feeds the 5,000. We know that that was just counting 5,000 men because the women weren't even counted. And in the days in which Jesus lived, women were a perfect example of second-class citizens, people who were overlooked, who were an afterthought in many ways. They were an outcast perhaps, and they weren't even given consideration and were undervalued in the day and age in which they lived. And here's the point that I want to show you. Jesus, The message of Jesus' resurrection was first witnessed by women who were entrusted to take that message to other men. And the reason why that's important, and I'm not saying this at all to make any sort of political statement relative to this day, I'm saying that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ, the message of the resurrection, the message of of the new life that we have in Jesus, it is for everyone. It is for the outcast. It is for the overlooked. It is for those who have felt like they were second-class citizens. It is for those who feel as though they have been undervalued. Why? Because Jesus came to bring new life to all of us, not some, but to all of us. He didn't come to overlook any of us, he came to bring new life to all of us. And not only that, he's entrusted that message to each and every one of us to go into the world in which we live and bring that message of good news to our friends, to our family, to our neighbors, to our co-workers, the people in our world. You might be watching this today and you've heard a little bit about the the death of Christ and the resurrection of Jesus and maybe it's felt so distant and so far off, maybe it's felt like a story in the history books of the Bible. I want to tell you today that no matter how you might feel, no matter what your position in life is, you might feel forgotten, you might feel overlooked, you might feel undervalued, you might feel like an outcast in your world, in your family, and of society. The message of the good news of Jesus Christ, it's for you. Don't feel overlooked. Know that God sent Jesus to die for you and that the life that he makes available through his wondrous resurrection is for you. When Jesus hung on the cross, he didn't forget about you. He saw you. He knew where you were. He knew how you feel today. He knew what you're going through in this very moment. And that new life that Jesus makes available through his resurrection is not just available to some, it's available to all. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful to know that Jesus paid that price and was given new life for me. Even in my worst moments, even in my darkest days, Jesus paid that price and that message of new life and hope that we have from the resurrection is available To all of us. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. The next point I want to show you, another facet of the resurrection that I find so interesting is so relevant in these times in which we live today. Because, you know, a lot of us, we stand here today feeling as though we're living in very uncertain times. From day to day, many of us are watching the news, looking for an answer, looking for a response that's going to give us a sense of hope for the future. We don't know what our next steps are going to be over the next few weeks and over the next few months. But again, the message of the resurrection could not be any more relevant than according to the circumstances that we're living in and the times that we're living in today, right now. And this is the next thing I want to show you. Watch this. The wonder of the resurrection is that eternity is settled even when life feels uncertain. The wonder of the resurrection is that eternity is settled even when life feels uncertain. You know, not even talking about the current times that we're living in. I think we all know what it's like to walk through times in our life where things feel uncertain. Maybe we go through a season where we feel lonely and we don't know what the future holds in terms of family and friendships. Maybe we walk through seasons where we're trusting God for our next meal or for our next paycheck, or there's not any money in the bank account, there's some sort of challenge or, or difficulty or tribulation that we're facing in our life and we feel uncertain about our future. You know, Jesus said these words in the days of his ministry on this earth. He said, in this life, you're going to have tribulations. One thing that we know is that even as Christians, there's going to be seasons where we're going to go through difficulty. We're going to encounter troubles. But Jesus went on and he says, even if you encounter these things, take heart because I have overcome the world. And of course, we know that Jesus overcame the world and sin through his death. But then we were given new life because of the wondrous resurrection of Jesus. Let me show you a couple of really cool things in scripture that help us know that even when we're walking through uncertain times, we can put our faith in God for the hope that we have in this life and the life that is to come. This is what it says in John 14. This is long before Jesus would go to the cross. He was telling his disciples, there's coming a day where I'm going to leave this earth. And of course, we know that he would ascend into heaven. But this is what he said to them. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus was foretelling what he would do when he ascends to the right hand of the Father, saying that one day when this life on earth comes to an end, there's a heaven that I have prepared for you. And even if you face troubles in this life, and even if you feel like you're walking through uncertain times, if you put your faith in me, then you need to know that I'm preparing an eternal home for you in heaven, and it cannot be corrupted. It will not wither away. It will not be affected by outside circumstances. Jesus is preparing a place for us in eternity that even if life feels uncertain at times, we can look ahead knowing that we can live our life in peace and hope and faith and confidence because he has prepared a bright and great eternity for us in the future. There's an old song of the church that says, great is thy faithfulness. And some of the words that I love in that song say that because of what Jesus did for us, we can have strength for today, bright hope for tomorrow. Even in the midst of uncertain times, we can have strength knowing that God is with us, that God is for us. And no matter what happens in this life, he's preparing a place for us in eternity. And our eternity is set even if times feel a bit uncertain. You know, the apostle Peter, he lived with Jesus, he walked with Jesus, he talked with Jesus. He was so close. Jesus pointed him out in scripture all the time. And in fact, what we see is that it was Peter who betrayed Jesus right before he would go to the cross. And after Jesus' resurrection, when that news went forth that he had risen again, he said, go and tell the news. And oh yeah, make sure you tell Peter, because I've come back for him also. Peter went on to live this amazing life, and he walked through a season of uncertainty too, But because of the hope that Jesus brought into his life, he was able to go forth boldly and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and find his own life's purpose. Of course, we know that Peter ended up dying a, a pretty difficult death, a terrible death, really. But he lived his life boldly for Jesus, knowing that his eternity was set. And I love what he wrote in his epistle. This is 1 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4. He said these words. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again. That word begotten means literally to be born. Who has made us born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you. Who was he talking to? He's talking to us. That if we would put our faith in Christ, in the sin that Jesus took upon his back, in the finished work of the cross, and in that glorious, wondrous resurrection that God provided, in the new life that he provided through it, if we would put our faith in that, we could have our eternity set even in the midst of uncertain times. I don't know about you, but as we walk through these uncertain times, it's good to know that I can put my faith somewhere as the world around us looks and searches for somewhere to put their hope and somewhere to put their faith during these challenging times, as a follower of Christ, as a believer in Jesus, I'm grateful to know that my eternity is set because of the finished work of the cross and the new life that he provided through his wondrous, glorious resurrection. You know, the very last thought that I wanna share with you is simply this. We could take many more moments to reflect upon many angles of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. There's so much that we could say, so much truth that we could discover, so many things that we could say about the wonder of Christ's resurrection. But there's this one thing that I just keep coming back to over and over that just hits me so hard. Of all the amazing things that God did when he raised Jesus from the dead, there's one wonder that stands out above everything else. Because to me, the greatest wonder of Jesus' resurrection is the fact that he would include me. Maybe right there where you're at, you want to take a moment and you just want to personalize this for yourself. To think that God would include you in his resurrection plan. That new life wasn't just given to Jesus, but new life was made available for me. Because I know me. I know where I've been. I know my mistakes. I know the things that I've done wrong. I know the regrets that I live with. I know the places I, never, I wish that I had never gone. I know the brokenness of my past. I know what it's like to look at my life and feel as though it's all shattered into pieces and it's laying around me. And when I think about the fact that Jesus would include me, there's only one thing I know to say. Thank you, Jesus, for including me. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for making new life available to me. I praise you, God, that you've given me new life. I praise you, God, that you have given me a second chance. I praise you, God, that you have set me free when I was a slave to myself and I was a slave to my flesh, that you saw me, Jesus, when you were there on the cross, and that you included me in your resurrection plan. I don't know about you, but I have so much to be grateful for when I think about who I am in my own strength, and then I consider the life that God gave me in spite of my failures. Today, right there where you're at, I just want to invite you to take a moment to personalize this message, and think about what the glorious, wondrous resurrection of Jesus means to you in your life. And I'm going to say a prayer here in just a moment, and then we're going to worship God for just another moment and consider the wonder of His resurrection. But I want to include you in this prayer, and I want to ask you if you would just personalize it for a moment where you are. Just join me and say thank you, thank you, God for all that you did for me at the cross and through the glorious resurrection of Jesus. Thank you for the new life that you made available to me. Thank you that you have received me. Thank you that you look past my failures, that you look past my mistakes. The only thing I know to say today is thank you, praise you for all that you've done. I have so much gratitude, so much thanks in my heart. I don't have enough words to explain it and express it, but I hope that you'll hear my heart when I say thank you for receiving me and accepting me. We're going to sing one more song of worship here in just a moment. And I want to invite you to personalize this. Consider how good God was when he included you and included me in his plan of resurrection. Would you join me in worship?
1: In the darkness, we were waiting without.
4: Today we've been talking about the wonder of the resurrection. We said earlier that perhaps the most wonderful thing about the resurrection was the fact that God would include us in his plan and invite us into new life. Me and you. I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful that God included me. You might be sitting there today and thinking that maybe God is far away. Maybe you don't have a relationship with God whatsoever. Maybe you've had a relationship with God at some point in your life, but if you're honest with yourself, you would say, Right now, you're not walking in a relationship with him. I want to take some time right now just to simply extend the invitation to pray with you and ask God to come into your life right there where you're at right now in this very moment. You might say, Zach, I feel like I'm so far from God and I know that I do not deserve his presence. I don't deserve his forgiveness. I don't deserve his acceptance. I want to tell you that today I look back and I can remember 16 years ago. was so far from God, so lost, so broken, had so many things go wrong, so many things that went bad, so many disappointments, so many hurts, so many heartbreaks in my own life. And I walked down my own road searching for some sort of relief to everything that I had walked through. When I reached the end of my road, I remember looking to God with all those fragments of my shattered life laying around me and saying, God, I've always believed, I've always believed that you had a plan for my life. The one thing I know right now is that my plan is not working out. So God, if you still have a plan for me, would you please just receive me? Would you take me back? And I remember ever since the day that I started walking in God's direction, he didn't condemn me, he didn't push me away, he didn't judge me. He accepted me, he welcomed me into his life, into his arms, into his family. He was gracious, he was good, he was kind, he was merciful. The same God that could save me and put my life back together. I know that he can do that for you. If you've never made a decision to invite God into your life, it simply starts by saying yes to Jesus and his sacrifice and the new life that he offers. Scripture tells us that we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's perfection. We've all missed the mark. But God loved us so much that in the midst of our sin, in the midst of our imperfection, he sent Jesus for us to take our place on the cross and die the death that we deserved so that we would not have to die ourselves. But he didn't stop there because scripture tells us that three days later, he raised Jesus from the dead, extending an invitation to us to have new life ourselves. And all we have to do is believe in everything that God did for us, Believe it in our heart. Confess it with our mouth. Accept Jesus into our life and follow him. We could experience salvation, which gives us peace in this life and a hope for the eternity that is to come. If you've never done that, I want to lead you in a prayer right now. Maybe you want to recommit your life to Jesus today. There is no better day than Resurrection Sunday to make that decision. Let's pray right now, and I want to invite you to wrap your heart around these words. and Say them with me. Say, Jesus, I need you. I receive you and I thank you that you went to the cross for me. I thank you that you came back to life so that I could come back to life too. Today, I accept your sacrifice as full payment for my sin. I want your salvation. I want to walk with you. I want to follow you all the days of my life and into eternity. I pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just want to tell you there is no better prayer, no more important prayer that you could pray in your whole life than that prayer. And it sounds very, very simple, but it's just that simple, beginning your walk with God. There's something very important that I want to share with you also that goes right in line with that, and it's simply this, walking with God is something we were never intended to do together. So we want to help you start this journey of faith, this walk with God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today, we want to give you a free gift. It's called The Next Seven Days. There's a very, very simple way that you can get it. Right there on the page that you're streaming this from, you can simply click on the icon that says, I made a decision to follow Jesus. And we will help you get started in your walk with God and send you this free gift. We want to help you get started. This isn't the end of the road. This is simply the beginning. If you have any questions we're here for you, you can DM us right there on the platform you're watching from. You can email us at info at thebridgechurch.tv. We are here to help to walk this thing out with you. We don't want you to do your walk in your life alone with God. We're so glad that you made that decision. I want you to know there is an entire church family, a kingdom of believers who will welcome you into the family right now. We're so glad that you made that decision. Congratulations. Well done. We've been so thrilled to spend Easter Sunday with you today. It is our honor to be in your home right there with you. Before we conclude our services, Pastor Gary and Ann have a couple more things they want to share with you. But one more time, we want to say thank you for being with us today. We love you. Happy Resurrection Sunday.
0: Once again, we want to say thanks for joining us for Easter Online at the Bridge. And just before you go, I want to thank you for your faithful support and your giving in this unusual season. You are touching so many families through our community care program. And we continue to support ministries that are taking the gospel literally around the globe. Thank you for your giving. Yes.
5: And it truly has been a privilege to share this special day with you and your family. And don't forget, our drive through food drive is happening this Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. So be sure to grab some non-perishable food items as well as frozen or refrigerated meats and follow the signs for the drive through drop-off area in the church parking lot thanks again for your generosity. From our family to yours, we want to wish you a very happy Resurrection Sunday.
0: And remember, Jesus is risen. We love you, church. We're praying for you. We will see you soon.